Hello, everyone, and welcome to Scrambling with Dylan Otto, a podcast where the listeners can hear, learn, and laugh about my life in the golf world and other numerous topics with guests on the show. Tune in every week for the newest episode and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto, featuring University of San Diego golfer Ryan Bishrat. Ryan, welcome. Dylan, how you doing? Good. I'm doing good, man. I'm so, so glad we were able to get you on here and kind of talk about some golf with you a little bit. You know, such a good dude you are. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me, too. Uh, super excited to do this. Awesome. Sweet. So we'll get into the first question and stuff. Uh, where are you from? Uh, born and raised in San Diego, actually in East County in the El Cajon area. Okay. I know you had a uh, Cameron Sisk on a few weeks ago. And yep, sure did. Probably grew up five minutes from each other. And oh, we, uh, sweet. Yeah, we played the same course, Steel Canyon. There you go. Nice, nice. Yeah, Steel Canyon, yeah. sweet. Um, how'd you get into the game of golf? Did your parents get you into it, or how how did that go? Yeah, uh, my dad started playing in the early '90s. I was born in '97, and he literally put a golf club in me before I or gave me a golf club before I could even walk. And uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, he had a little practice screen in the backyard and, uh, you know, I would crawl around my little plastic club and, you know, sort of whack balls back there. Yeah, of course. And then, yeah, he sort of stopped playing golf when I was old enough to ask him why he didn't take me to the golf course with his buddies. Uh-huh. So that's, that's when he sort of, uh, you know, put all the attention on me and, and stopped playing himself. Oh, uh, I see. Yeah. And then it created the protege you are now, huh? <laughs> I wouldn't call me that, but yeah. <laughs> Come on. Um, so uh, kind of talk about your high school days a little bit. What high school did you go to and what, what kind of scores were you shooting in your years there? Yeah. So I went to high school actually sort of away from my hometown. Um, my high school was about, without traffic, 35 minutes from my house. It's called oh, okay. Cathedral Catholic High School. Okay. It's in the, the Del Mar, Carmel Valley area. Ooh, you know, okay. like, like Rancho Santa Fe surrounds it. Like, oh, all so right. I actually, I didn't want to go there at, at the start. You know, uh, uh-huh. I have two sisters that are older than me, and they went to Steel Canyon High School, and they were on the cheer team. And okay. every year, Steel Canyon played Cathedral in the first week. All right. And some uh the second year uh they were on the cheer team they went up to cathedral and my parents always went and you know watched them you know took pictures and whatever Mm -hmm. and uh my dad immediately saw the campus it's pretty much brand new at the time it was built in 05 and it's kept in oh wow wow that's really yeah so they saw the campus and they were like you're going here i was like what do you mean i'm going i have no (laughs) friends going here like (laughs) i want to go to steel what is it yeah yeah and so you know my first year i didn't really like it much didn't really Mm -hmm. know many people uh Mm -hmm. you know my friends to this day still joke that i transferred junior year oh wow um, (laughs) which i which i didn't it's like our inside joke okay and uh so but then i really came around came to love it my junior year and you know tell like i always tell people send their kids there you know, it's such a great place. It's, uh, you meet the best people, you know, it's, uh, just really high quality over there. Good. And so, uh, yeah, yeah playing on the it? golf yeah. team was, uh, it was really fun. A lot of good guys I met through there, you know, my freshman year, I sort of, uh, was really nervous. Oh, really? I, I shot, God, we, so we played nine holes, uh-huh. uh, cause we couldn't really do much with daylight savings. Right. And I think I shot like 46 in my really? opening all right oh my gosh I was so nervous I couldn't even grip a golf club (laughs) 
<laughs> and so, on. so um, I ended up making the team, mm-hmm. like, and uh, it was a pretty good team. So you know, I sort of barely made the team. All right. And then I went out there and in the, in our one of our first practices or something, got shot like three, four under. Oh, let's That's go. That's like, yeah. Well, my yeah, my coach, he didn't really look at junior golf. He didn't look at anything, so he didn't really mm-hmm. know who anybody was. He just had his players from years past. Right. That's kind of how high school golf is. Yeah, show, yeah. Like Corey Pines. Exactly right. Yeah. And so pretty much after that, he saw the type of player I was, and then he started putting me in the lineup. Um, you know, I was I was okay, I guess, mm-hmm. freshman and sophomore year. Um, you know, I played in the top six. My freshman year, we ended up – we won our division in CIF in the San Diego section. Sweet. And then uh, we went to regionals and barely missed out up in Brookside mm-hmm. to go to state. Yep. Um, you know, I, I still keep in touch with some of the guys. I still, uh, you know, like on social media, I'll see Cole Young. He works at Malbon Golf. He's doing a, a lot Sweet. of stuff up there. Big things. Good. Yeah, deal. yeah. Big things for him. Good. You know, so, uh, yeah, it was fun. And then sophomore year, you know, I guess it was another average year. Our team, mm-hmm. we lost a lot of seniors. Uh, it was actually led by Taylor Bibbs. He played out at Mississippi State. Oh. And wow. uh, yeah, he's a great player. He still is. And uh, so it was led by him, and then I was right behind him sophomore year. And junior year, um, he was still on the team, I believe. Okay. And you know, it was still led by him, uh, except I got a little bit better, so we sort of traded off a little bit. Good deal. And then um, senior year, actually, of high school was a very important year for me, on mm-hmm. and off the course. Okay, yeah, talk about so, that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's sort of like, you know, where you think about where you're going to college and whatever. And of course, you know, I had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. My dad never played sports growing up. None of my siblings really, like, aside from my sister's cheerleading. Mm-hmm. And so I, like, at that point, I kind of felt burnt out for some reason. I didn't know why. And so during my fall semester, I took the whole month of September off. Oh, okay. Still to this day, the longest break I've ever taken of golf. I took wow. a whole month off. You know, uh-huh. I wasn't playing great going into it. Uh-huh. And I came back after that month. And literally, like, the day I came back, I think I was just going to hit on the range, and I was hitting it so well, I went out and played nine holes, and I shot something, like, super low. And I was like, oh, my God, okay, like, I love this. I'm back. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. I can pick up a golf club again. You know, yeah. I'm not sick of it, and I, I don't want to just, like, stay away from the golf course anymore. Well, good and deal. So that sort of transitioned into my uh, my spring semester. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that year I led the team. I actually I had one of the lowest scoring averages in, in San Diego. Oh, of course. Been, it was it was up there. It was maybe top five. And um, but, I mean, it's nine holes. I, like, how far does yeah. that go? Still, I mean, yeah. I still, yeah, I mean, yeah, even though it is nine holes, I mean, I played that uh, my high school golf was nine holes too and stuff. But I mean, the kind of competition you guys are playing and everything, I mean, it's pretty serious golf. Um, with Besides your high school golf and stuff, did you play in any junior tournaments outside of high school or kind of talk about what kind of tournaments you were playing in? Yeah, so I played, obviously, the San Diego Junior Golf. You know, I mm-hmm. I grew up playing that, and my dad and Chris Spence, the guy who runs it. So I always just played in those just to support them. Yeah. And uh, I also played in uh, the Toyota Tour. Played in mm-hmm. that uh, for quite a few years. And then I played in some AJGAs, uh, mostly on the West Coast. So yeah. pretty much um, anywhere south of, uh, I guess, Bakersfield, L.A., and, and below that, and mm-hmm. Arizona. Yeah. Um, because yeah, my dad was funding it and he hated traveling. He had a fear <laughs> of flying. 
Oh, so, I see. Yeah. So that sort of sucks, you know, so I couldn't really go far and get my name out there uh-huh. um, to all these coaches. And hence we had no idea how the whole recruiting process even mm-hmm. was, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of talk so, about that a little bit. Um, kind of when did you start the recruiting process and how did you go about that? Did you use an agency or kind of, how, how'd you do that? Yeah, no, no agency. I no agency. Okay. Like All I right. said, I had no idea what I was doing. Uh-huh. And so I sent a few emails to coaches here and there, um, pretty much on the West Coast, you know, uh, U of A, uh, San Diego State, mm-hmm. uh, schools pretty much where I played my junior golf, you know, of course, yeah. Southern California and Arizona. And, um, you know, the one school I wanted to go to was USD, actually. Oh, OK. Um, yeah, because I had a sister. One of my sisters went there and she loved it. Mm. and uh it's actually the sister school to my high school so oh, cathedral was built okay. in 05 uh-huh. and before it was called cathedral it was called university of san diego high school oh and so, okay yeah in the early 2000s usd wanted the land back uh-huh. and so they still remain you know kind of sister schools but cathedral just moved like 10 miles up the road i see okay huh. so yeah so even in high school usd was sort of like the school to go to I see. So, uh, okay. Yeah. So after that break I took in September, that's when I sort of, uh, you know, emailed all these coaches and it was super late, like super yeah. duper late, you know, no people are, are signing in November, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. The coach at the time, uh, who's not with them anymore. Um, he watched me play, okay. um, in the spring. And so, I mean, I'll sort of talk about my high school golf in the spring, which, mm-hmm. you know, led that to happen because, you know, no coach was going to give me, you know, a lot of money or anything going into the spring because I hadn't really done much. Right. Of and, course. Uh, so uh-huh. they didn't really know yeah, who you so were and I, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and rightfully so. I wasn't playing in these super highly ranked tournaments. So my mm-hmm. junior golf scoreboard ranking wasn't anything stupid low, you know, right. I was probably no. in like the mid four to five hundreds mm-hmm. and, um, so, yeah, I wasn't playing in any AJGA Invitationals, none of that. And um, so I had this great spring season where I had that low scoring average. I ended up uh, winning my conference tournament. And there's a funny Let's story go. behind that because in consecutive days, I won my conference tournament for – that was actually the second time I won it. Oh, wow. And um, so I won that on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But on Monday, I was able to play in a U.S. Open qualifier and qualified into the U.S. Open sectionals. Oh, wow. That day. All because my so it's match play. Uh-huh. All because in the semis, the kid I was supposed to play mm-hmm. became ineligible because of his grades. Oh, I see. So like, like that Friday, I won my match and Saturday, Sunday, we obviously didn't have matches. Uh-huh. So that Friday, like there's a little buzz going around the place how this kid might not be able to play next week. So wow. I won my match, and then Sunday night, I, was, I wasn't going to play in the U.S. Open qualifier. I was like, I'm not going to qualify for this. There's like mm-hmm. 90 people in it, like most of them pros. Right, yeah. And up to that point, I've never played. It was at Barona, which is a great uh, golf course. Oh, okay. I never see. played Barona. So I had no idea what to expect. Uh-huh. And my coach uh, texted me Sunday night and uh, told me the kid wasn't playing. So I went out there and played made eight birdies and qualified. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> and the next day I go out and uh, the finals match is on Tory South. So I went out there and, and won the match out on Tory South. That's and, so awesome. You know, yeah. So that's so awesome. That's a yeah, great that's story. Just, yeah. It gave me confidence just going into summer and the trend sort of continued. So then 
after the conference tournament, uh, had CIF in San Diego. Uh, God, I don't remember what place I got. I know I was in the final group going into the final round, so I mm-hmm. might have gotten top five, top ten in that, but it was enough to uh, take me to regionals individually. Unfortunately, my team didn't make it. We won our division. Okay. Uh, only the top two schools overall uh, go, to, uh, go to regionals, and I had schools like Torrey Pines. Carlsbad is good at the time. Uh-huh. So those are the two schools that went, I believe. Awesome. And, um, so at now at regionals up at Brookside. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they, Pasadena. So I, oh Pasadena, love that. Oh yeah, place, the Rose Bowl. Yeah. yeah. What year? What so year was a, this? What year was this? This is 2015. 2015. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I'm an old guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I played in that, and I had a hot start, and that's when coaches were really starting to follow. So I had like, you know, three or four coaches just following my group, mm-hmm. and. um I shot 69. The course was playing tough, so I got second place solo nice. out of the, the 100 plus people that played in it. Uh-huh. Uh, Norman Zhang actually won it. He shot. Oh, 67. nice! Yeah, Norman Zhang. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They had live scoring throughout, so I knew where I was, and I literally I was like three under through six or something like that. So I had the early lead. I saw Norman sort of make a jump, mm-hmm. and I literally just couldn't make any more birdies coming in. It was oh. so frustrating. Yeah, yeah. you shot your wad. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I was still happy, you know, getting second in that. I just, I would have loved to win it with, you know, big names like I think Phil's on that trophy and stuff like that. Wow, that would have been um, awesome. Yeah, but I mean, Norman deserves it. He's a great guy. Yeah. A second I place is still good. Hey, come on now, second place is still good. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. Especially with that, you know, that month that I had right there. You know, that was all within a month. No kidding. Yeah, it's just like everything's like just kind of yeah, right coming after another. That's yeah. awesome. Well, because that putter, I, I used that like a huge Odyssey tank putter. Uh-huh. I literally picked it up during my conference tournament in one of the matches. Oh, and nice. And putted lights out. You know, in the first round, like I guess my conference was kind of top heavy. There's only like 10 great players in it. Uh-huh. And, you know, so after that, like it was kids that just played golf recreationally. Right. And the kid I played, like it was, I was the number one seed, I believe, playing the number 32 seed. And I, I just... I could have been anybody, but I beat this kid nine and eight. Oh, and, wow. Oh that's my a, God. This that's a beating. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. All due to this putter. I was just making everything. Awesome. I, I continue to putt great into that U S open qualifier. There you and, go. Uh, you know, into that. And then I don't use it anymore. I used, I, it's sort of like my honeymoon phase uh-huh. faded out. Yeah. Yeah. I see. One. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah I it sounds it like garage. you had some awesome golf right there for, I mean, like you said, that month kind of golf right there, that kind of set you the the path to go to college golf which you ultimately committed and went to csu san marcos um mm-hmm. kind of talk about what were your years like playing for csu san marcos and um what kind of what kind of stuff that came along with being a golfer at that over there yeah so funny story originally i wasn't committed to csu san marcos oh I was really actually committed to usd oh high school. wow okay yeah, so well I what happened late summer um, okay so yeah, just pretty much uh, to piggyback off of what I just said about my high school golf, mm-hmm. I also played great in the summer. I think, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I got like fifth and I played in like two AJGAs and one of them I played well, the other one I got fifth. Okay. Uh, just because that's all that was in Southern California, really. Right. So um, the old USD coach, mm-hmm. I, you know, out of respect to him, I won't say his name, but the old USD coach mm-hmm. offered me a spot on the team Okay. Uh, with a scholarship. 
scholarship was, I believe, 60 or 70 percent, which is needed at USD. You know, yeah, yeah, you're gonna go there for four years, you're not oh, pay 60 yeah. grand, Mm-mm. and on top of that, I would probably live at home because I'm 20 minutes from there. Uh-huh. On top of that, four years of gas money and stuff like that, so that's exactly just a little too much. And so, I was happy he gave me the scholarship, and he actually with about two weeks left of summer, pulled the scholarship. Oh, really? He didn't have the money anymore. Yeah, that's what he said. Oh, uh, I see. But later on, I learned he did that to other people. He was just kind of a scumbag. Yeah, it just kind of so happened that. It, yeah, yeah, that's in unfortunate. Most way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's why he's not with him anymore. I see. Um, yeah, I mean, because when he took over that program, Tim Mickelson was the mm-hmm. coach before he was. Yeah, Tim and Mickelson. Tim, yeah, he had them going in the right direction you know they they weren't great but you know they were always relevant at least mm-hmm. and then i believe they he took them from like 60 in the country down to one of the like they were 200 plus oh yeah you know and you're in southern california you have the strongest junior golf field in the country oh my gosh yeah i mean and you gotta be able to pull some players yeah and this guy is recruiting players from like finland and we're like <laughs> what is this guy doing <laughs> yeah. so he just he drove them straight into the ground. Uh-huh. And so, uh, you know, literally first week of August, like put yourself in that perspective. I'm scrambling around. Looking no for kidding. Play. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But prior, you know, during the summer, uh, coach Hutton at San Marcos, of course, you know, reached out to me and, you know, I was interested, you know, because it was far enough away from home where I did get a little bit of space from my parents, mm-hmm. um, you know, but it was close enough where I could still see my coach. My swing coach at the time was actually Chris Mason. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Chris Mason. Incredible uh-huh. swing coach. The reason why I left him was not because of anything that he taught mm-hmm. it's because I literally couldn't book a lesson with him. He was, Oh so wow. Good. He's just getting so popular, huh? Yeah. His website opened up um, every date, like two months in advance. So you uh-huh. have to make a lesson two months in advance. Wow. And everybody would just go on at midnight and, you know just, just click yeah us and everybody's i don't know what in. i'm doing tomorrow you know let alone two months in two months again <laughs> no kidding yeah yeah so, so um, that's gnarly but that's another reason why i wanted to stay close mm-hmm. and um you know so it sort of sucks what happened at usd you know i did have an offer from u of a coach anderson at the time I'm okay not sure if he's still there but yeah he gave me an offer uh, it wasn't anything special but i would have loved to go play there but I turned down every other school to go play at USD. Right. And yeah. And then it falls happened. through. Yeah. Yeah. It falls through super last second, which oh, you know, I'm still kind of butthurt about. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's I'm glad tough. I'm there now. So, yep. yeah, anyways, I, I, uh, yeah, I go to San Marcos and I redshirted my first year in case I was going to transfer anywhere. Okay. And I just loved it. It's such a, you know, when I got there, it was such a kickback vibe, you know, mm-hmm. um, it was sort of being like a big fish in a little pond. Yeah, yeah. The school is growing rapidly. Like when I got there, I guess it was five years ago now. When mm-hmm. I got there compared to where it is now, you wouldn't recognize the place. They've built so much. Really? gotten so much more students. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's the youngest Cal State school in the system. It's only, I guess, 30 years old now. Okay. All so, right. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's skyrocketing right now with, with everything. Development, you know, student life. They're building mm-hmm. rooms here and there uh you know new buildings and whatever yeah and they got a beautiful campus i mean hey that's that's awesome that is so awesome yeah and so and also greg treated me well like our coach hutton i should say he treated me really well and uh Uh yeah that's so i decided after a year i was gonna stay okay why not you know i know might as well you're loving it 
Yeah, in, in golf, there's no draft, you know. I guess now there's the PGA Tour U, but uh-huh. back then it didn't matter where you went to college. You know? Yeah, exactly. You just go play. You can be the best player, and, you know, if you can't do anything after college, you're not going to make, make it on the PGA Tour. Exactly. So I had all the resources I needed, and, uh, you know, I just I loved it, though. You know, I sort of made a name for myself, and uh, that's why I stayed, you know. And it was during my – junior year i believe when mm-hmm. coach riley ended up getting the job at usd okay he indir- he couldn't talk to me because i was like a student athlete at indirectly Marcos, yeah. he yeah i have a family friend who knows him who you know indirect he indirectly reached out to and said you know i heard what happened to ryan with the previous coach mm-hmm. you know i want to offer him a spot on the team okay you know sort of like my my like my buddy's dad like reached out to him and you know, of course. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. not nothing to break rules or anything. I mean, it's just all on the side and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah of course. Yeah. So it, not even like without me knowing my buddy's dad, like told him, you know, just one random day cause they're friends mm-hmm. and he was like, Oh yeah, that happened. Shoot. Like I'll give him a spot on the team. Yeah. You no, know, my buddy's dad came back to me and told me that. And I was like, you know, I would love to, I just, I can't leave where I'm at now. Like I'm already set in stone here. Exactly. It. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had to respectfully decline. And um, yeah, that's a tough know, decision. Yeah. But over the next couple of years, I sort of just heard how great of a guy he was, mm-hmm. how great of a coach he was. And so I was sort of just like, like, should I have gone? Like, should I have done it? Should I have tried at least? Uh-huh. You know, I didn't know. And, um, you know, let's just say I'm happy with the way everything worked out. I think I'm probably the only person COVID has benefited. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. Hey, hey, it's yeah. got to benefit somehow. You're right. <laughs> but uh, yeah. good, good. So um, you really enjoyed your time at CSU San Marcos. Um, kind of talk about over the years and stuff. How did you develop as a player? And what was it like playing on that team and the guys that you played with and the friendships you built? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so how I developed, I developed not only as a player, but as a person. You mm-hmm. know, Greg was sort of that second father figure in a way like kind of sounds weird but he like he was so hard on us sometimes mm-hmm. he sort of he made us the best behaved team I believe like maybe in the country we were always on our best behavior because we knew if we did anything wrong we were going to hear it we were going to yeah. run sprints <laughs> no yeah nobody wanted to do that there's a yeah, few times no. where we did have to run sprints and it sucked oh I bet so that's but it's good because that sort of taught me how to you know, be more respectful, be a better mm-hmm. gentleman. Yeah. And um, be held accountable you know, for your actions. Yeah. Be held accountable. You know, yeah. Coach Riley actually nowadays kids with me, like how I'm like, I'm like a leader on, on my new team and stuff. Like mm. how my like behavior is so much different than some of the guys on my current team. Mm-hmm. But yeah. That's like, I try to do that. I try to be a role model, but it's also because of Greg, because you know, the way he, he sort of was hard on us. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and so that's how I sort of developed as a person, as a player. I had my ups and downs, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, um, that's golf. That's golf. It's gonna happen. That's golf. Yeah, and so I had some good seasons, had some bad seasons, and um, you know, I, at the end, you know, my last two years, mm-hmm. I sort of hit another gear that I've never hit before. You know, I'm shooting uh, a lot lower scores, and my higher scores actually became lower, and that's one thing that. I've noticed getting better at golf, it's, uh-huh. you know, it's not only your low scores get a little bit lower, but your higher scores get lower. Of course. Like, oh yeah. You play, you play in a tournament, you walk off, like you, like you felt like you shot 80, you know, mm-hmm. like 
maybe two years ago, it would have been 80. Mm-hmm. But you literally now nowadays I walk off and it's 73, 74. And I'm like, dude, I felt like I just shot, you know, 80 yeah. plus. Of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Your dispersion is just your, you know, your lower scores are, you know, a couple shots lower. You're probably shooting, you know, some 66 to 67, 68. But then your higher scores, like you're saying, are 73, 74s. And that's an awesome, mm-hmm. that's kind of what the level of golf you need to be playing at, at the level you're at right now. I mean, that's, that's really awesome that you're able to get to that kind of level of golf. Um, I remember my first year at Sonoma state, we had played at, uh, at CSU Monterey base tournament. And I knew coming into that day, I was like, dude, this is Brian guy. He's legit. Like I, I, I looked, I know your scores and stuff. I was like, man, this guy's just shooting some low scores. So I know you had been playing really well and stuff. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was just super excited to play with you. I was like, yeah, man, like if I get to meet this guy, get oh, to play it was with a him. killer day. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll never forget that golf tournament. Yeah, with you in Monterey at, at Bayonet, and and what better course to play than Bayonet? You know, oh yeah, monster. Oh yeah, and you're in Monterey. I mean, it was it was great. It was great. Yeah, and, and you sort of you know in a way you took the edge off. You know, I'm I was sort of in a tournament, and that was I was playing well that semester thus far. You know, mm-hmm. and, yeah. And here you are. Were we riding the same cart or? Uh, we were. I don't remember were we walking? Yeah, we were walking that day. But I just but I remember on the first tee, like I remember like talking. And I'm like. Oh man, I get to play with Ryan Bisher at today, and you're and yeah. And you said so that out fun. loud. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I said it out loud. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Like fifty times throughout the day, six yeah. holes or whatever it was. Yeah. I was so <laughs> like, stoked, I, I knew man. you prior, obviously. I think we like we touched base a few times. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I saw I was playing with you, and I was super pumped, you know, because we've never played together before. Exactly. And yeah. You were you were such a jokester out there. I like being a jokester out there. So. Uh-huh. We were like, we were sort of feeding off each other all day. Yep, I, I would, would hit like, I would hit a good shot, and you'd be like, "Oh, you're so good, you're so good," and I'd be like, "Shut up!" And I would hit a bad shot, and you're like, oh, "Everybody hits bad shots." Yeah, man, I was your biggest, I was your biggest cheerleader that day, man. I was like, you know, I'm sure, you know, I'm, I want to play as good as I can for my team and everything, but man, I want Ryan to play good today. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but, some of the stuff you were saying out there, I've never heard on the golf course. And, oh, that's you know, awesome. Th- that made it fun. You know, it did. It took the edge off and I enjoyed it at least. I remember oh, I yeah. think I played pretty well. So, yeah. Oh, I had a great time as well. I mean, I, <laughs> you know, I'd love to be able to play with you again in, in the future. I mean, I'm sure we'll play a lot many more times. Oh, I'm always down. Always yeah. down. Heck yeah. Um, so kind of going into your last year at CSU San Marcos, it kind of got cut off because of COVID and everything. Um, kind of talk about what were your thoughts? What was the team thoughts and kind of what did you guys do? Oh, man. So my last year started, uh, I believe, with a pretty strong fall. I, I believe our tournament that we played together was in that fall, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Fall? Yeah, or yeah. I guess last year now? Yeah, last year it was that fall, yeah. And then um, – yeah. We were heading into, at least for us, we we're heading into CSU East Base tournament. I don't uh-huh. know if you guys were going to play at Creek yeah, we Park. Yeah, about to leave. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So we, uh, we started our spring with our home tournament. Mm-hmm. I started. That's when I started to hit. Like you know, I got a little flat with my scores. Okay. I couldn't really take anything deep. So mm-hmm. my home tournament, I played. Uh, I guess okay from what I remember. Yeah. Then we went up to San Bernardino, which played awful in mm. their tournament, and then um we were about to leave the east bay and my game was sort of getting back right on the back on the right track mm-hmm. and uh yeah oh my gosh i'll never forget it was scary man we didn't know what was happening yeah like, no kidding oh my gosh and there was that cruise ship i'm not sure if you remember yeah but, like, 
Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. The major thing that happened in the U.S. was like uh-huh. that cruise ship that came into yeah to the, like the, in to the, the harbor Francisco in San Francisco. Bay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They were docked in Oakland, mm-hmm. and we didn't know how contagious this thing was. So, like, yeah. we're all freaking out. We're like, like if we land at the airport and we're at the golf course next to the ship, like, are we going to die? Like, are we going to get COVID? Because <laughs> like, we didn't know. Like, yeah, no. We yeah. thought it was some, like, uh-huh. know, crazy thing. Uh-huh. So, I remember being like, I don't want to go to this tournament. You know, I don't want to go and like risk my life, you know, uh-huh. playing in this golf tournament. Right. Yeah. Because uh, the golf course is pretty much right on the bay. You know, it's, it's right like, there. Yeah. Park is right there. Mm-hmm. You know? But like looking back on it now, I'm like, dude, like, you know, you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little overreaction, but hey, <laughs> a little overreaction. But, but we didn't know though. I mean, when I remember when our coach told us, we were just kind of like, wait what like is it that serious and it's like oh okay but yeah i know that was yeah it was just probably a really bad moment for a lot of student athletes and Mm -hmm. um they got stripped of that year and i know some people took advantage of it some people didn't and what do you know of course ryan takes advantage of it and transfers he's at university of san diego now kind of talk about um how you transfer there and stuff i know you had some uh previous communication with the coach and everything but kind of talk about how that happened Oh man. Yeah. So this is a, it's actually, yeah, great, great to think back on it because it happened so fast yet. So smoothly, you know, mm-hmm. oh, God, when did I even contact him? So I contacted coach Riley. Mm-hmm. God, probably late May. I graduated actually oh, wow. in early May. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's really late. So, yeah. I was like, Hey, I have an extra year of eligibility. Like, you know, how are we pretty much like, can I get a spot on the team? Mm-hmm. And from what I remember, he originally said, like, I'm sorry, but like, we have to make budget cuts. Of I course. Have to cut a few players. I have mm-hmm. no scholarship money. Yeah. You know, like I would, but I can't like my mm-hmm. AD is on me. I'm, I'm literally having to cut players right now. Yeah. That's tough. So yeah. I was like, Oh, bummer. Oh, well, like, okay. Cause I was going to turn pro originally mm-hmm. in September Okay. But then when Q school and stuff like that got canceled, there was like really no point to turn pro. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah. What do am that? I do? Turn pro and play mini tour events? Like. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and so, uh, then what happened? I think poor Zach. You know, my mm-hmm. my swing coach right now is not a poor Zach. Yeah. And I think he about two three weeks later was talking to him, and my name came up, and I mean this is a story I know, mm-hmm. and. You know, I just, I think Chris, Coach Riley just, you know, took a gamble and, you know, offered me a spot. So I guess at that time he got approval from the AD. Um, he was able to add me to the roster and also Jamie Cheatham. Uh, Cheatham's from uh, Cal Berkeley. Okay. Yeah. He, you know, he played on the squad there. Incredible player. I'm so stoked to have that guy. Awesome. On the team. He, he couldn't really play in the fall because he got hip surgery. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So. Uh, he was able to get uh, Jamie and I around the same time, like literally coaches talking to me one second. He's, uh-huh. like, he's like, Hey, what do you think of this Jamie Cheatham guy? And I'm like, Cheatham? Like, heck yeah. Uh-huh. He's like, Oh sweet. I'm going to bring him on with you. And I'm like, all right, heck yeah. Sweet. There you go. Yeah. And so uh, pretty much after poor Zach talked to him, you know, uh, it just it was all downhill from there. Like he just, he offered me a spot. Um, he got me into the school you know, because that was probably the toughest part, getting into the school, because I had already graduated. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. It was too late to even, like, try to get into, a, like, a master's program. Of with, course, yeah, because yeah. it's so late. Well, and, like, my grades weren't the best. You know, I, I wasn't uh, okay. I bad grades. Uh-huh. 
throughout college i was like all right just like just be eligible you know like yeah it's not like, <laughs> yeah. like you're going to grad school after this right yeah uh-huh. so i had like had about a 3-0 uh-huh. and you know to get into any you know grad program you can't have a 3-0 <laughs> yeah so. it's kind of hard but hey make yeah. an exception for ryan bishrat come on yeah i mean come on yeah, yeah they don't <laughs> care that i'm a golfer yeah. if i was a football player maybe but yeah not yeah. Golfer. <laughs> awesome yeah. awesome so, so um yeah, yeah. go ahead kind of uh kind of talking about usd and stuff um what what kind of practice facilities do you guys have i mean what kind of comes along with being a golfer at university of san diego yeah so i mean the practice facilities are probably the best part because i haven't been able to utilize the campus uh-huh. because we're obviously we're on zoom and stuff exactly yeah it's I, not a, yeah. you don't need to though it's all right, all right. yeah i mean it's a gorgeous campus but uh, <laughs> oh, <well>. yeah <laughs> um you know something coach riley is like um sort of vouching for a lot is getting a practice facility on campus mm-hmm. they have the plans for it and they have you know some donors for it but right right now the logistics just aren't working out and so mm-hmm. he's trying super hard to you know get the get the right amount of funding the right amount of you know you know all the, the politics involved in it of course um, uh-huh. yeah and so yeah he's uh, really vouching to get that the practice facility on campus and you know from what i heard it's gonna be super nice um, but aside from that, we get memberships, uh, during the semesters at San Diego country club. Ooh, yeah. The place is just killer. Yeah. I oh, it's amazing. That That's awesome. Yeah. You know, some of the best screens you'll ever put on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we co-host the, the Lampkin out there in March with San Diego state. And so, That's um, awesome. you know, it's such a fun course to play, you know, and we also get playing privileges out of the farms in Rancho Santa Fe. Yeah. And farms. That yeah. place. Yeah. So one of yeah one of my favorite places like ever one of my favorite golf courses. Mm-hmm. Every time I'm there, I just I love being there. I feel so thankful just to be there. Yeah. You know? And um, you know what I love about the two golf courses that we play is you know the farm is more of a tee to fairway type of course where the tee shots are tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The approach shots aren't as tough. You know. Okay. So once once you're in the fairway, it's scoreable. Uh uh-huh, but, but you gotta sure hit the fairways the oh i've seen yeah. pictures of it it's definitely a f- you gotta find fairways it's tight yeah you gotta find fairways and so if you could avoid penalty shots out there it's scorable you mm-hmm. know in qualifying you know a few guys have taken it pretty low but a few guys have also shot in some really high scores <laughs> of course <laughs> yeah yeah uh, whereas san diego country club you can kind of spray it a little bit out there yes so san diego is complete opposite it's more of you know, you hit your tee shot wherever the hell you want. You know, mm-hmm. Don't be stupid. Exactly. And, you know, then you got to really position yourself on the approach shot because if you're on the wrong side of the hole, mm-hmm. you're in three-putt central. Exactly. And yeah, they're, they're greens. I play there. And, you know, on paper, San Diego probably looks easier than the farms. Mm-hmm. But my scoring average in qualifying is higher at San Diego than it is at the farms. Well, I mean, because you just hit the ball so dang straight. I mean, that's it, right? I will, okay, I will admit that I'm a I'm a straight ball hitter. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I keep I tend to keep the ball in play. Uh huh. But God, I want I wish I had more you know firepower to make more birdies. That's sort of my weakness. Uh huh. Right. Um, I'm that guy that goes out there and just makes a ton of pars. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm right there with you. I can make a loads of pars. I'm a two putt King, man. I can make a lot of pars, but, <laughs> but, uh, awesome. So, um, you guys are a Nike school and stuff. Kind of talk about, uh, the gear you guys get. I know you guys get a lot of Nike gear and stuff and we'll talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So I've been fortunate enough to even back at San Marcos, like mm-hmm. the gear I've gotten is just super dope. Like the coaches I've had have just 
really put an emphasis on looking good. Yeah, you, know, you of course. look good, you feel good, you play good uh-huh. type of thing. And so, uh, yeah, this year at USD, we got two pairs of Nike shoes. I believe they're the um, they're Jordans. I'm not even. I'm not a huge shoe guy. Uh-huh. Uh, but people are like, oh yeah, sick Jordans. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, we got two pairs of those. Nice. And then we got, you know, a bunch of workout gear. Um, you know, I was lucky enough, uh, our assistant coach Logan, you know, he hooked me up with some gear from last year. Nice. Nice. Um, so yeah, I got a bunch of polos from last year, some shorts, um, other workout gear from last year. Then on top of this year, we got nice. like, three workout shoes. We got like one pair of yoga shoes, one pair of running shoes. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, not quite as much as what Cameron gets at ASU, but yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, of course. It's still, still a little bit spoiled. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the, I mean, division one schools, you're going to get more than you would at a division two school, but I know um, at San Marcos, you guys always, you know, dress head to toe and Nike gear, you guys look good. And I know USD, you guys look just as good. And um, that's just, yeah, that's such awesome to get all that gear. I mean, it's kind of like Christmas for a college golfer, huh? Oh, it really is. Yeah. That day you get all the gear, you're just you don't know what to do it yourself. It's just, it's so much. You can't wait to wear it all. Uh-huh. You know, like I hang it in my closet with a different hanger. It's like, like your special hangers. You know, oh, look at clean. you, huh? Look <laughs> at you. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, I know you guys, um, you guys played in the fall and stuff. You guys had a couple tournaments you went to and stuff. Um, kind of talk about what those were like and the kind of competition you guys are playing against. Yeah, it was super fun. You know, big shout out to the Golden State Tour. Mm-hmm. Was, um, yeah, they hooked they you guys up. On, yeah, they put on these tournaments um the only way one of the ad's i think it was saint mary's ad mm-hmm. he's being kind of stubborn but he said the only way i'll approve it is if you know you find somebody with covid protocols already in place mm-hmm. and the golden state tour already had all their stuff just from what they did over the summer perfect so they had all their protocols you know um they had all the tournaments already planned out so they were able to host three tournaments mm-hmm. uh, in a three tournament series um, yeah. first one was up in Monterey. At, uh, it's called Pasadena Country yeah, Club, I believe. Yeah, Pasadena. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Over by the racetrack. Yeah, by the racetrack, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's on my bucket list, by the way, to go on that racetrack. Laguna oh, I Santa. bet. That'd be so cool. Oh, man, that would be awesome. But yeah, um, actually, on the golf course, you could hear some of the... Oh, really? You can hear some of the cars yeah. and stuff? That's awesome. That's yeah, incredible. That's and so actually, cool. actually, the homes on the golf course, a lot of people have those as like vacation homes uh-huh. or like when they go and, you know, race go to the, the race and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I saw a couple cars that were just unbelievable. Oh, I Unbelie- Like, oh my God. Mm. So, um, but yeah, the course itself, now back to the golf part itself <laughs> was just, yeah, it was awesome. You know, it was a Nicholas course. It was in good shape. I love Nicholas courses personally. They suit mm-hmm. my eye. I love uh, the green complexes that he designs. And so, um, I, I remember just playing, I remember hitting it well, but I just couldn't putt. Mm-hmm. So I think I just, I shot around par. I mean, the course played yeah. easy. Pepperdine took it like 4,600 par. Uh-huh. Yeah. They, yeah, they so. were lights out in that tournament. I mean, that's, they got a good, they got a they good were. team. They got some good dudes on their team. I oh, know. Man. Um, their B team would have taken second solo. Yeah. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So good. We're going to take a quick break to get a word in from our sponsors. So, um, kind of uh was Pepperdine at the other tournaments you guys played at and stuff too and what were the other yeah. schools that were there so um yeah I'm sorry so the tournaments consisted of you know us USD mm-hmm. uh, Pepperdine BYU St. Mary's and LMU okay yeah so pretty a- much schools within our conference um, uh-huh. right all the schools played in all three events except for Pepperdine they missed the second event which was at La Parisma mm-hmm. yeah, because yeah. they played, uh, I believe the week prior, they played the East Lake Cup 
and they also went to Merida, so they just couldn't fit that one in their schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, tough life for them, huh? Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's I love pretty those tough. guys. I've, I've played with them. They are honestly super nice guys. Like, you know, pe- just because they're good, you know, people could say they could be cocky, but they're all super nice. You know, I, I love that's awesome. all the guys I've played with on their team. Good. Um, you know, I, I play COD with Joe, Joe Versich every night, you know, mm-hmm. or not every night, but here and there. Uh, <laughs> here and there, uh-huh. yeah. Shit. Actually, I go. play COD with, uh, with their assistant too, with Blaine. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, he's hilarious. Yeah, he's hilarious. Nice. So, uh, yeah, you know, we, we send wars on sometimes. That's awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Um, yeah, that's nice that you're able to have a fall semester and stuff. Um, what do your what does your guys' spring look like? Do you guys have any idea about that yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, coach just sent us a text message actually. Oh, with okay. Our tentative schedule. Um, it's pretty darn busy, you know. Really awesome. Yeah, I mean, because most schools who didn't play in the fall are sort of packing their uh uh-huh, yeah seasons. Right, right. You know, so there's just there's a lot to play in. You know, the one that we are bummed about, we were gonna play in Vegas. I think it was at um God, what course was it? Summer Southern, maybe. Is it oh, a, oh, Southern Highlands? Yeah, Southern Highlands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that tournament got canceled. Oh, really? So we're super. Yeah, because that's coach, a big tournament. Uh, yeah, Coach Riley lived in Vegas for you know a majority of his pga tour career uh-huh. and for those of you who don't know he you know coach riley is a great coach to have because he was a rider cupper um you know made a very hefty living on the pga tour mm-hmm. he so, sure did and so he's just, he's a great person um to learn from you know to maybe take me to the next level of course and, oh uh, yeah yeah oh even as a person he you wouldn't tell it like if you met this guy he's the most humble guy he, he's like you know He's not out there flaunting, like flaunting what he did and stuff. Like, uh-huh. yeah, you, you ha- yeah, you would have no idea. You know, that's good. That's good. Yeah, he's super down to earth. And good. so, uh, yeah. So he, anyways, he knows people out in Vegas because he lived there, and he's mm-hmm. gonna get us out at. Um, oh, Shadow, uh, Shadow. Oh Creek. yeah, Shadow yeah, Creek. yeah, Shadow Creek. Yeah, they just had a PGA Tour event there. Yeah, Shadow Creek. Yeah. Yeah, God, I'm of course, so is sorry beautiful. For all golf enthusiasts out there. Yeah, but yeah, no, that course would have been so pure to play. I mean, getting oh, on yeah, that course he, yeah, is he was hard. Try, but yeah, that would have been super sick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's pretty packed. We have our first tournament, um, February eighth and ninth. Yeah, Coach is still trying to get us into the Pepperdine tournament, and mm-hmm. that's uh January twenty fifth. And if anybody out there has ties to Pepperdine or knows anybody let like have them let us in that, in that tournament please <laughs> want to play in that tournament hey 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 you're lucky because they follow my instagram page so they're gonna see this oh boy. do they really yeah yeah coach beard yeah Blaine, Blaine, I'm talking to you too please we're begging tell them tell them <laughs> yeah no yeah hopefully you'll be able to get in that tournament man and um that's awesome you guys have a really stacked uh spring and everything um, I know for Sonoma State and stuff, we have a really stacked spring and we're just happy to be playing and stuff. So, Oh, wait, you guys are playing? Yeah, we're going to do some like, they canceled our conference, but regionals and nationals yeah. are still happening. So we're going to do like seven or eight tournaments. We're going to play against Dominican, CSU East Bay, Holy Names. And so we're at least we're going to have something. So and we're going to do that. Guys. Yeah, wow, so yeah. We'll, be, we'll be able to play. And then, um, yeah, we're going to do that. And then see how – I don't know how they're going to do regionals and nationals, well, but we'll see how that yeah, goes. I know Cal State San Marcos, they're, yeah, they're not even having a season. Yeah, I know. I talked to uh, Cutter Ayers at uh, King's oh, River and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, um, yeah, he's pretty he's pretty bummed about that. But um, hopefully yeah. maybe something will happen. Who knows what will happen. A lot of things change with that. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty That's gnarly. Fun, yeah, no so, kidding. Good for you guys. I'm happy you guys are playing. Yeah, well, thanks. I appreciate that. I wish you were out there with us, but hey, you're doing bigger. Yeah, me too, man. You're doing bigger, better things at USD. 
Um, so uh, that kind of leads up to your college days now. Uh, what does the future look like for Ryan Bisher at you professional golf in the future? Yeah, so pretty much this whole COVID thing uh, set me back here with my schedule. So I'm going to, you know, try to turn pro in September again. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully do Q school. I have no idea where. Like, just like the recruiting process, I have no idea what I'm doing. Right. Like, if I'm going to be completely frank with you, mm-hmm. um, I don't know how to, like, contact sponsors and stuff. I have no idea. You well, know, hopefully Coach um, Riley can help you out with that. I mean, it seems like he's yeah, uh, hopefully he can. He's went through that a little bit, so that'll be good to lean on him a little bit. Yeah, so I'm I'm sort of just I tell people I'm going with the flow, you know. There you go, like yeah. In, in Finding Nemo, you know those turtles. I'm just you know going with the flow, you know. Yeah, of course. There, you know, of course, man. So, uh, good deal, good deal. Well, I'm glad to hear that, man, and I wish you nothing but the best for the professional golf you. and the rest of your days at uh, USD. Um, I just got a couple for fun questions here for you. Um, you qualified for both the 2019 and 2020 Cal State Am. Explain the kind of golf you had to play to get in and uh, kind of did you, what course did you like best? Because I know 2019 was at Monterey Peninsula Country Club and then 2020 mm-hmm. was at Torrey Pine. So kind of talk about those events a little bit. Oh man, yeah, two great events. You know, the MCGA and the SCGA are just doing such a good job, you know, getting us on these prestigious golf courses, you know, like, yeah, last year was MPCC for the Cal Am. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, you know, this past year was at Torrey Pines. Um, next year, I'm hearing rumors. You know, like I don't know where it's at yet. You know, I heard it. It might be at the Preserve, but oh, really? On that? Oh, wow. Yeah, I I heard they were trying to get Pebble, but you know, Pebble, you know, it's just not logical yeah. right now. They're not just going to give up a week exactly. of golf to people. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, especially yeah. everybody and their mothers playing golf nowadays. So, I mean, yeah, there are probably a lot, of people, a lot of people at Pebble, but. Um, yeah, but that's just a rumor I heard. I'm not sure how true it is. Okay. Uh, I would imagine they make, if, if they haven't made the announcement yet, I don't know, but I would imagine they make that announcement soon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, I mean, thank God I'm, I'm in it uh, for this year as well. You know, I'm fortunate yeah. enough to, to make match play. Actually, I made match play both years. Um, so at MPCC, I had to qualify. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played my qualifier out at Shadow Ridge, and you know, heck yeah, yeah, that course like the back of your hand, man. Yeah. yeah. So for those of you who don't know, the Shadow Ridge is up in uh, the San Marcos area, and that yep. was my home course at San Marcos. And God, I I know that course like the back of my hand. I've mm-hmm. you know I've had some super low scores out there. Uh, it's still on my bucket list to break the course record there. I've been close, but mm-hmm. I I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I haven't played it since. I was at San Marcos, but uh-huh. next time I'm up there, I'm going to do it. You know, yeah, I'm <laughs> I sure a, I had a great stretch up there. Where, you know, there was like a two week span where I was just sniffing it. Like, really? Right. Yeah. I was, I was putting well. You know, my game is just dependent on my putting. Mm-hmm. And uh, what'd you shoot to qualify to get in? So I played in a couple qualifiers out there. So I, I, I may get them mixed up. So one okay. qualifier I shot 72, I believe, and one qualifier I shot 66. Oh, okay. So one of them was for the SCGAM. One of them was for the CalAM. Got it. Uh, so I made it through on both. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I played in the CalAM and, uh, you know, it was such a fun time at MPCC. Mm-hmm. So I went up there uh, a couple of days early with uh, my swing coach, Adam Porzak, and uh-huh. yeah. Mike Pitt, uh, his assistant. You know, huge shout out to those guys. Those guys mm-hmm. are incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't follow their Instagram, if you don't follow what they're doing, then you're lost right now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. Yeah. Shout out to Porzak Golf. They follow the Instagram too. Oh, do they really? Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. 
I love it. Yeah, I noticed your shout out to them almost every episode too. So yeah, I've really got I've gotten um <laughs> well I got uh I had Garrett Bow on, I had Brian Stark and then Cameron Siskin, and they're all exactly. and now I got you, so I got all their players basically. Most yeah, of their it's players. Funny. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago I was playing golf with Cameron mm-hmm. and I was like, This is before your episode came out, and I was uh-huh. like oh man, like uh, this podcast I listened to had Starkey on it, you know, and they were talking about Maradon or whatever. And he's like, oh, uh, Scrambling Podcast? I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, I just had my interview with Dylan this morning. Awesome, like, yeah. Oh, no shit. yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah, like, man. No <laughs> Heck yeah, man. Yeah, I know that was awesome to get both those guys on. I mean, I know Brian personally because he just plays out of Kings River and stuff. But um, uh-huh. yeah, Cameron was awesome to get him on and stuff. And then Garrett mm-hmm. Bow as well. Yeah, great but guy, yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Cameron. But uh, all right, back back to the Cal Stadium. We, we got a little lost here. Yeah, we're going off on tangents here. No, uh, I know. Uh, well, I just love talking to you, man. You know? So uh, what was it like playing at Monterey Peninsula Country Club? I mean, I know that both the courses there are so scenic and everything. Mm-hmm. Kind of talk about the golf that was there. Oh, man. Yeah, it's like, it's golf heaven. That's the, the phrase to describe it. You know, mm-hmm. being up in Monterey, those are my favorite golf courses. You know, just being in that area, you know. Mm-hmm down from Bayonet, you know, down 17 mile drive all the way down to, you know, you got Poppy Hills, Pebble, all those courses, you name it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, never really knew much about MPCC. Just only have driven by it. Mm-hmm. Um, and God playing it. It's just incredible. There's deer everywhere. You know, they just, they walk up to like, they're used to humans and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, so it's gorgeous in that sense. You know, it's like you're playing golf and golf heaven, you know, um, the courses are actually kind of different because they redid the dunes course. Okay. And so it's, you know, it's newer. The greens are a little bit harder where, um, the, the shore course, that's where they host, you know, that's where they have the AT&T at for one of the yeah. rounds. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The reason for that is because a majority of that course is on the water, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, I mean, that one part three, I believe it's the God 11th or 12th. Yeah. The one like way that. downhill yeah, yeah. Those trees it's one uh-huh. of the prettiest views i've ever seen it's yeah, like it's one of those things where you just have to be there to see it it's absolutely mm-hmm. incredible the divots you take out you're just taking out beaver tails all day <laughs> um, you know even if i would have played bad i would have been happy you know mm-hmm. i just felt so lucky to play that course it's so awesome to just be there and playing that tournament man that's so awesome oh man but i have to say my favorite hole was number 14 on the dunes course okay um that's the one where you cross the street and it's a par three. Oh yeah yeah and you're literally just like the tee box you're on like a you're literally like you could reach down and touch the water and the waves wow. are like crashing into the rocks <laughs> below the tee box uh-huh. you're like holy crap yeah and then you're hitting and like it's just surrounded by the ocean you know oh, geez, people are wow. driving by on 17 mile people are walking it's crazy. That's yeah, it's so like, awesome. It's hard to concentrate, you know, hitting a golf shot on that hole. Because mm-hmm. you're just like, this is incredible. Yeah, you're so caught up in the views and everything. Oh my gosh, yeah. So, That's um, awesome. You know, funny story. I Yeah. You know, uh-huh. I was with uh, Porzak, like I said. Uh-huh. I came up with him early to play the practice rounds. My of family course. was meeting me up there uh, right before the first round. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we were playing our practice round of... Uh, God, who's in the practice round? It was me, Cameron Sisk, Parker Sisk, and uh, Shane Will Downey. Okay. All poor Zach students. Right. And, uh, you know, Mike felt, Mike Pitt, his assistant, felt super like sick during the practice round. <laughs> We're like, you know, what's going on with this guy? He's like super pale, like yeah. you know, as pale as a ghost. Uh-huh. And he had to leave. He ended up Ubering. He ended up leaving in the middle of our practice round. We didn't really oh, wow. left. Oh, wow. Adam knew he left. And I was he like, just had to get Where's the hit? 
Uh-huh. Yeah. So earlier that day, this is our first practice round. Um, Adam Pitt and I went uh, down to Carmel, like visited restaurants and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we went to an oyster bar. Oh. Yeah. It's called oh. A.W. Shucks. It, yeah. Porzak like, always talks about it because he goes, I call it aw shucks. Uh-huh. So, it was so funny, Adam. <laughs> so, uh, so we're having all these oysters, you know, and I'm oh. happy I didn't get sick because I don't really have oysters that much, you know. Uh-huh. Like, yeah yeah I, I have raw fish like i'll have sushi and whatever but you know never really oysters uh-huh. so we're just chucking these oysters you know like we're having beers and whatever i probably shouldn't have been having beers <laughs> for a golf tournament but we were doing all that and i guess pit got food poisoning oh and so adam and i get back from practice round we're staying in the little inn in carmel uh-huh. and um you know shout out to Porzai golf again let me stay with you guys for a couple nights but uh we get back there and pit just looks dead oh this guy is like you know and, and adam and mike they're yeah they're life partners they're like mm-hmm. you know like you wouldn't know they they had wives if they didn't tell you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh-huh. yeah that, that's how they are and so they were they were letting me sleep on a little twin bed so th- let me describe this hotel room for you real quick. yeah let's hear it yeah way into, into the story real quick of course so, no, let's hear it you, you walk into this hotel room there's this little like main area where they have a couch and a TV and also like this twin bed, you know, and under like this twin bed is kind of like lifted off the ground. There's like a bed skirt around it. Okay. And then there's a door to your right. You walk through that door. That's where the master bedroom is, you know, Got the it. Queen bed and the bathrooms in there. Mm-hmm. You know? So we walk through that door and Pitt is on the queen bed, just like with a towel over his head. This guy looks dead. <laughs> we're like, Oh dude, like we were going to go out into the town tonight. Like Pitt, uh-huh. are you okay, man? He's like, nah like you gotta leave me you know like this guy going to the bathroom every five minutes and just out of, yeah Ooh. it was it was not good we were like concerned about him uh-huh. so adam's like all right like you know you know we're not gonna stay here with you right you know like we're still gonna go have fun right uh-huh. yeah so pitch was like all right yeah do your thing whatever like i'm not coming i can't move you know uh-huh. oh yeah so adam and i we go out into the town and we probably shouldn't have been doing this. Like, you know, I'm thinking back and I'm like, what an idiot. Like, why am I, why am I getting drunk before a golf tournament, especially the Cal Amp? You know, Adam and I, we were, we were in the city of Carmel, the little town of Carmel, which is yeah. gorgeous, by the way. Oh, yeah. I love Carmel. Favorite, like one of my favorite places on earth. Um, we were there just go, going bar hopping, you know? And uh, so we get back to the room. I won't get into details about what we did, you know, mm. that night and whatever. Uh-huh. But we get back to the room and this is where i was trying to take the story so we get back to the room yeah yeah and adam's like all right you're sleeping on the twin bed i was gonna sleep with mike you know um but he's obviously sick uh-huh. and, uh yeah because their sleeping arrangement was like one of them gets a twin bed one of them gets a queen bed you know uh-huh. and they hosted me for for a night or two yeah of course so they were like okay we'll just sleep together in the queen bed mm-hmm. and we'll give ryan the twin bed okay okay does that make sense yeah so now Adam's like, well, I'm not going to sleep in the queen bed with Mike. You know, like the last <laughs> thing I'm doing is sleeping with this guy. Yeah. So you, you get the twin bed. I'm like, no, Adam, you get like, it's your hotel room. You get the twin bed. We sat there uh-huh. arguing for like five minutes. And finally he was like, no, you're, you're playing in a golf tournament. You get the twin bed. I'm like, all right, fine. He's like, I'll uh-huh. sleep on the floor. Or he's like, okay. I sleep on the floor all the time. Blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. All okay, right. Sleep on the floor. Great. The next morning, this guy wakes up, sore back and all just like, you know, can't move. He's like oh, super God. messed up. And I'm like, uh-huh. I told you, you should have like, I would have given it to you. I'm young. I could sleep on the floor, man. Like, right. Yeah. You're back and take like, it. Yeah. And he's like, 
all messed up. Like he's having a miserable morning. We go out to breakfast, you know, and funny story behind this is Pitt wakes up totally fine. This guy woke up and he was ready to run a marathon. All right, let's go. He just had like a little stomach bug or like uh -huh. oysters messed him up. And so he was ready to go. So we, we have breakfast, you know, and Adam's still whining and complaining like a little baby. And <laughs> we walk in the hotel room. So Pitt walks in before us. Me and Adam are sort of a little bit further back talking. And we walk through the doors and Pitt's just looking at us like blank stare. And we're like, what like what do you what's what's wrong he's like huh? adam you're gonna hate this oh We're like God. what and he points down at where the <clears throat> where the bed skirt was uh -huh. and there's there's a pullout bed under the twin bed <laughs> he could have slept right there <laughs> he could have slept right there on a pullout oh man <laughs> this guy's all messed up <laughs> he's all <laughs> stiff i'm sure and his back's killing him Oh, oh man, man. Entire trip we were giving up giving him so much crap was, well at least you know now hey you know now yeah, next man, time you guys share a hotel room always check the twin bed huh yeah yeah <laughs> adam loves telling that story too i mean it was just it was such a great time man oh man you know there are those guys that sounds like a trip man um yeah monterey yeah, that's that's like you said monterey is a great area that's funny that you have those those memories there with your coach and everything um, kind of talk about the 2020 Cal State Am at Torrey Pines and stuff. How was that? Yeah, so Torrey was a bit different because everybody, you know, I sort of got that sense. Everybody was a little bit rusty. You know, mm -hmm. nobody really played golf that much. Me during quarantine, you know, I played golf here and there, like just like, you know, putted in my backyard. I have a little putting green back here. Uh -huh, of course. Um, an artificial one right now. Um, or at the, I'm sorry, at the time it was artificial. Now I have also have a real one up in the yard. But um, Nice. Yeah, I was. I, that's why I was hoping we could do the interview in my house, dude. I would have had you out. Would have showed you all around. That would have been awesome. Um, anyways, I'm getting on a little segue here, but uh, so was a little rusty going into it. Didn't really know what to expect, you mm -hmm. know. And I heard they were playing the South Course super tough because of the U.S. Open coming there. Yeah. Uh, this upcoming June. Of course. You know? So I heard um, that the USGA contacted the SCGA, and you know, told them to grow out the rough you know so they pretty much the course was in pristine condition the rough oh, on the south okay. course was mm -hmm. just shin deep you know wow. it was crazy it's yeah. like you're playing a u.s open huh the the rough definitely was wow yeah. and it's it's specific, um it's kakuya so yeah it's super thick too it's not like rye grass where the club goes through it super easily yeah i know like, that grass great the kakuya grabbed it yeah. oh my god i hate kakuya yeah so you have to hit like at least me you know i don't hit the ball that far so i don't have all this strength you know mm -hmm. so some par fours if i land the ball in the rough my ball sitting super down i can't even get to the green in two. Oh wow because like i can't whip out you know a six iron out of this stuff you know of course yeah it's just like not... a nine iron you know? yeah you need some loft out of that stuff yeah so uh but anyways i you know i sort of made a, a bunch of pars just like classic brian bisher at golf um <laughs> i forgot what i shot in the south mm -hmm. maybe even maybe one over maybe two i don't know mm -hmm. um and then, then my memory is just not there um but i was hovering around par on the south i played right. the first round and i mm -hmm. thought i'd be in great shape because you know i was like this is this is harder than mpcc you know playing tory pine south from 75 7600 yards with like, thick rough i mean yeah with that's thick rough at tory pines you know yeah like, and I get in and the scores are like super low. I'm like, what the heck? Even uh -huh. on the south, there's a few like low scores, and I was like, yeah. oh my gosh! Especially after this whole quarantine and, and stuff, like mm -hmm. I'm pretty impressed. 
And so um, I got on the north the next day and, you know, again, made a ton of pars, but there's one hole that stands out. It's 10th hole. Okay. Um, this, yeah. this is the hole that got me into match play. Um, Cause so it's just par five. You, it goes out toward the water. I'm not sure okay. if you could imagine the 10th hole. Okay. Yeah. I hit driver down the middle. I had 260 into a stiff ocean breeze. Oof. And I was like, Oh, I'm just going to kill three right now. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't hitting the ball particularly great. Mm-hmm. I hit this like high draw three wood almost goes in the hole. This thing goes. To really? Two, no kidding. Skims by the pin. It was, probably the greatest golf shot i've ever hit in my life it oh was come on come incredible. on now that well those are playing close to 280 into the wind you know those, sh- those, sh- those shots are you got those shots in the bag every time come on oh yeah just like a bayonet yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> awesome well yeah that so that whole kind of yeah. got you into match play you say huh yeah because i made eagle there and then i parred in I there you go my final eight holes there you go made this huge up and down in the very last hole um shout out my boy danny kim he was there uh watching so uh, yeah danny is uh super close to to joey versage who won the cal am this year. yeah uh-huh yeah yeah and so he they were waiting for for joe to come in and uh danny and joe's mom were watching um watching me finish and this up and down i made on the 18th hole i get up to it so i drove it in the rough super thick rough mm-hmm. um you know the north wasn't as thick as the south but you know, it was still, the rough was still, still, burden, yeah, you know? still pretty tough. Uh, so I went driver, I believe I hit six iron short of the green and just had this massive mud ball, like clump of oh. mud, the size of a quarter on my golf ball. Oh, like, Oh, go figure. I, I probably need to make par on this hole to make match play. And I, right. I of course. Be, I have a 30 yard chip to a back pin upper Ridge with, with mud on the ball, mud on my ball, the size of Africa, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh somehow some way hit this incredible chip that get i get it to roll out fine to like four feet and made the putt let's go clutch up that's what i'm talking about yeah i will admit and um yeah made match play right on the number so match play was one under par Mm -hmm. and um at mpcc i think it was god i think it was one over even so it was lower at tory pines than it was at mpcc huh Oh, well. you know. hey that's golf huh that's interesting oh you know yeah you just reminded me of uh, a story that happened at npcc so now at npcc i qualified for match play right on the number okay okay so my first round i started on the dunes course i just came out firing mm-hmm. now a little backstory only a few people know since i went out drinking with adam on the town mm-hmm. for some reason i woke up with a fever Ooh. before the first round so i popped a few advil uh-huh hey be out, aware of the sick golfer they say be aware of the yeah, sick golfer it was like a michael jordan yeah God. <laughs> very so, michael jordan-esque you are <laughs> yeah so i start on the dunes course just like firing birdies i was like you know birdie the first hole birdie i think the third hole something like that mm-hmm. almost birdie the fourth hole which is a long downhill par three uh, next thing I know, I'm like five under through, uh, through 13 holes, I think. No, mm-hmm. through 12 holes. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I make a triple on 13. But anyway, so I, I had a low <laughs> round going, and then I ended up shooting like one or two under. Um, on the short course, struggled a little bit, but it was just enough to squeak me into match play. Okay. Now, this was, I believe, a 10 for 5 playoff. Oh, jeez. Could, I could be wrong. Uh-huh. So my, my dad caddied for me both days. Mm-hmm. And um, for this one playoff hole, we started on one of the short course, which is 
a downhill par five, slight dog leg left. Okay. Big hitters have no issue at all. They just take it right down the middle, crank driver, have no yeah. iron in. Yeah. So a reason why I barely squeaked in a match play is because I was hitting my driver terribly on the short course. Okay. And so I'm the second group. They send us off in two five sums. Okay. The first five sum, you know, big guys were able to kill the ball. Mm-hmm. Literally all five guys just pound driver down the center. You know, like very good looks at the green. Yeah, of course. My group goes up, you know, like four guys pound driver down the center, like, you know, 310, 320 plus. Mm-hmm. I hit a push heel cut driver almost into lost ball territory. Like, so for those of you that have been to MPCC, I'm on one of the short course and I almost drove into 18 on the dunes course. Like I'm like in no man's land between that. Okay. It's where where I can't even lay up. Mm -hmm. Now for this one playoff hole, Adam Porzak is catting for me. Okay. He took the bag duties from my dad and was like, I got him. I got this. Mm-hmm. You know? So I don't know what the people in the group in front of me got. You know, I'm, I'm assuming, you know, four or five birdies. Bird, you know? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Got to make something so, happen. Yeah. The only little window I had, I had to literally hit this incredible chip six iron to keep it under the trees yet go like 60 yards through the air, but only being two feet high under these trees uh-huh. just to get it into the fairway. It's 180 yards out. Oh, goodness. Somehow, some way, I do that out of this rough. I like I don't know how I did it. Mm-hmm. Chip out the six iron, and Adam's like, I had like one eighty two in. You know, it's slightly uphill. Yeah. Have have another six iron. All the guys in my group, I think I was like even still away. I'm not even sure if they had even hit yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> hit the six iron from just over one eighty to about fifteen feet left, pin high. Uh-huh. So fifteen feet left of the pin. That's good. Cool. All these guys are up there. I get up there, and I think I find out only like three guys made birdie in the group in front okay everybody in my group was green side or on the green in two Mm -hmm. except for me okay i sink that like a 15 foot slider for let's let's go the most improbable birdie like Uh uh, my dad got on video adam's in the background like my ball is four feet out and adam was fist pumping (laughs) because he saw the ball yeah from four feet out let's go sort of like tiger at the Ryder cup you know shaking Abraham answer his hand you know oh yeah oh yeah it was sort of like like Adam knew it just like Tiger like it was crazy like Uh oh my gosh definitely one of my favorite golf moments uh making that putt and everybody in my group either three putt or three putted or didn't get up and down and so let's go people made birdie on the first hole I made it through nice most improbable thing it was god incredible like yeah I can't put it into words that's yeah that's gotta make you just feel so much confidence you know making that making that improbable birdie like you said and you know your drive you kind of hit a little right but that's so awesome you came back and played your strengths and you came out on top still Mm -hmm. yeah it was it was just so fun that's awesome yeah Yeah, very very i wanted to i played a christian banky who uh he ended up making it to the finals Mm -hmm. i played him in the first round Made it to the finals, barely lost in the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I'm not that mad. I, I lost to somebody that was, you know, on a hot streak. Yeah. Hey, I mean, that's, yeah. If you're going to lose, you want to lose to somebody that, you know, that beat you fair and square. Yeah. Yeah. We, we both didn't play our best, but he played sl- uh, slightly better. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I see. Yeah. It was a rough one for both of us out there that nice. day. You know? um, but yeah. Be- so uh, this year at Tory, uh, yeah. I made match play right on the number. There you go. And, uh, First round, I played a, a gentleman from Northern California who just had an incredible short game. But mm-hmm. ended up, 
I ended up beating him on 18. You nice. know, the match. He uh, he was one of the best scramblers I've ever seen. On really? The he, yeah, he was not hitting his driver wall at all. Mm-hmm. He was getting up near the green and making these unreal up and downs on the on the south course. Now that helps. Like, some of like some of these chip shots were just insane. Some of these putts, mm-hmm. just insane. And uh, the first round of match play is when the USGA told the SCGA to tip out the golf course. Oh, so nice. They played at seventy eight oh three. Oh my gosh, that's long. It was so much fun with that rough and everything. Fun. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, and it, especially for these long hitters, it must have been a blast because I hit the ball got at sea level there i'm hitting it 290 on a good drive you know uh-huh, like right like i have to crank one to get over 300 right now i'm working out i'm working out but there you go there I, you have, go. I have to hit one really good to get over 300 <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah uh, there's people like like joey versich who's you know carrying the ball over 300 and charlie Ryder, he's my teammate now who's you know carrying the ball 320 you know? yeah killing you know, it it's yeah like god i wish i had that distance when i when i played there but mm-hmm. still i had a blast playing 7800 plus yards it was that's awesome. so much fun that's yeah. so cool. So, so I ended up beating him in 18, um, which was, was really fun. You know, it's always fun to win a, a match, you know, a match play. Mm-hmm. And then second round, I played my, my future teammate. Nobody knew I was going to USD yet. You know, my com- like me committing was sort of under the radar at the time. Uh-huh. Yeah. So like, like Charlie obviously knew. I played Charlie in the second round. Yep. And he knew, but a lot of people out there didn't know it was a, a teammate match. Awesome. So yeah, he, uh, you know, Charlie was just playing well, you know, it's not like I played terribly or anything. Charlie mm-hmm. just was the better player that day mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, he beat me. So that's just how it goes. You know, yeah. I'm bummed. I couldn't get far either year, but you know, I'm also content. You know, I, I'm uh, in for next year. You know, I keep getting myself these exemptions. Um, it, it gives me an exemption into the Southern California AM and the Cal AM next year. So awesome. Um, I mean, those are yeah, two great I'm tournaments to, to get into. Two great terms yeah. to get into. I mean, I'm very fortunate to be able to play in those. Awesome. Well, uh, the next question I got for you, um, you've talked about Adam Porzak a little bit and stuff, kind of the mm-hmm. stories and everything. Um, he's your swing coach currently. And how long have you been working with him? How did you guys get in contact? And what's the biggest part of your game that he's been able to get you to the next level? Yeah, Adam, I started seeing him about, God, five years ago now. Okay. I want to say I saw him my, my freshman or sophomore year at San Marcos. Um, my, my good buddy, his name is Jonah Texera. He was seeing him at the time. Jonah played out of uh, USC. Oh yeah. I know Jonah yeah. Texera. Yeah. He's, I just know yeah. of him. He's a great player. He was a great player at USC and he's yeah, playing he pro golf right now. Yeah. So he, he was sort of a family friend growing up and, uh, he gave me his number, but I also knew Cameron took lessons from him too. Okay. So All right. I'm not sure who it was that sort of put me like in direct contact with him. Mm-hmm. It could have been either Cameron or Jonah. And, you know, Adam and I sort of just hit it off from the start. You know, we're, we're two of, you know, not the biggest guys out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're two guys that rely on ball striking. Yeah, of and, course. And short game, you know. And so our personalities, like, also mesh pretty damn good. We, we both love talking, you know, especially Adam. Adam is one of the best talkers you'll ever meet. You know, I, just, I love that guy. He's, he's incredible. He's, he's done so much for me. Uh, me, my golf game, you know, you name it. He's a... Uh, you know, he's just always been there. Um, but with my golf game, he has just helped my ball striking so much. Really? You know, I've, okay. al- I've always had a decent swing, uh-huh. but he has just made my swing so simple, so solid to where not a lot could go wrong. 
That's good. That's perfect. I mean, that's what you want. I mean, you want to have as at the, you know, the smallest amount of margin for error and have that tight dispersion. And I mean, it kind of nice that you had a good foundation going into with him and he was able to just tighten up a few things to make you go to the next level like that. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, all the credit goes to him, you know, I mean, credit goes to my dad as well. He, he coached Mm -hmm. me up through my pretty much he's always been there my entire life to give me pointers and whatever yeah um yeah i started off coaching with uh, johnny gonzalez uh down at a course called saquon singing hills down here okay and uh now johnny's actually at the farm so i run into him now you know it's sort of that nice brings back childhood memories and then from johnny it took a few years off just working my dad and then started seeing chris mason when i was like 14 14 Mm -hmm. or 15 Mm -hmm. and then saw him for a couple years and then I've been seeing Adam since I was, yeah, I mean, 19, so four or five years now. Awesome. I'm 23 now. I don't know. I feel like a grandfather. 20, <laughs> 23. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on now. Um, yeah. That's awesome. That's nice that he's, you know, not only a guy that just can help you with your game, but it seems like off the course as well, you guys are able mm-hmm. to have some fun as well. Um, that's always nice to mesh really well with a coach like that. And um, yeah, that's that's awesome, man. I, I'm really happy for you that that's working out. And, Thank you, um, yeah, man. Um, last question I got for you here. Who inspired you to be the person slash golfer you are today? Oh, that's easy. That's my dad. You know, I, I give a lot of credit to my coaches, but the person who got me in the game and who's always, uh, you know, been there, who's supported my golf game. That's, I mean, that's an easy one. Just that's my dad hands down. Awesome, man. That's good. Good yeah. to hear. Uh, shout out to all the, the dads out there. I know my dad, he coached Big me a lot out. growing up and everything. And um, yeah, shout out to all the dads and the parents out there that are helping their their junior golfers or college golfers, whatever it may be. Yeah. My, I mean, my dad, uh, to add on to that, he, so when I was younger, I would hit golf balls in my backyard. Um, you know, we have, we had a little fence. So my backyard is probably 25 yards long at the time. Okay. And there's a fence and then just an open like space, you know, the house above me had a big backyard that had a lot of open space mm-hmm. and I would hit golf balls over the fence. And we'd oh, okay. Them, you know? Yeah. 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 And so uh, one day the guy came down and said, you know, I'm, I'm moving out, whatever. You guys want to buy this house? Sure enough. He bought that house. Wow. The house behind us. So you can uh-huh. join the backyards. Yeah. And uh, God, I was maybe eight years old mm-hmm. and he put in a, a real grass putting green. Wow. Like a, thir- a 35 yard uh, practice hole. No kidding. That's it's legit. Incredible. It was bent grass, everything like, you know, it was, it, it was incredible. And I, I kept it up to shape. You know, it was, it was really nice. We, like mm-hmm. we kept it. The green is probably 10 and a half, 11 constantly. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. We put a bunker and everything. But then, then we had that from pretty much 2005 to 2015, you know, a good 10 years plus. Uh-huh. I went to college and then, you know, I was the primary caretaker of it. And then it sort of just uh, all went downhill. Yeah. You know, and turned to dirt. You know, my little brother started riding dirt bikes all over it and stuff. Oh, I see. <laughs> so I see. It was all dirt. But then, you know, over quarantine and stuff, we, we got the bright idea to refurbish it. You know, mm-hmm. we... So we sort of moved the green a little bit and, uh, you know, changed the spacing and changed the angles, changed the green complex, you know, added okay. like a few ridges. And, um, yeah, we planted T1 bent grass, which pretty sure it's what they have at Augusta. Oh, there it's, you go. Uh, top of the line. Yeah. Oh yeah. We want the best grass, man. It's, of course. It's incredible. Oh, Got to have the best <laughs> of the best for Ryan Bishrat, man. Yeah. And now we, we know a little bit more how to maintain the green too. So 
you know, it's growing healthy and God, a few weeks ago, I had this thing at a 12 plus, you know, it's no kidding. Uh, yeah. It's unreal, but then That's we don't so have nice. like, the resources golf courses have, you know, of course, right. Thousands of dollars in fertilizer and stuff. Yeah. But you actually, you gain a lot of respect when you have that, you gain a lot of respect for, you know, the golf course superintendent and the staff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they, dude, they get criticized so much. Mm-hmm. You, know, you see them take a lot of heat. Yeah. Like you try doing that. You know, you try keeping a goal. Like, yeah. Keep, the one thing I have learned is, is that. Yeah. I mean, keeping, let alone just your backyard, but let alone a whole golf course. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's a big job. And that's so nice that you have that in your backyard and you're able to just go out there and, you know, you're putting on some, you know, good greens and really nice grass and everything. That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. Trust me, it's nice to an extent. So the previous one we had for ten plus years, I probably spent more time maintaining it than practicing on it. Oh, really? <laughs> like actually, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, hey, man, teaches you hard work at least. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Multiple, just oh my gosh, multiple hours a day. It's it's incredible. It's mm-hmm. so much work. Well, there you go. Don't know it. Yeah. Well, hey, so if, shout uh, out to the golf course staff out there too. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. Uh, well, I mean, hey, if the pro if pro golf doesn't work out or something you got your degree to lie on but hey you can go work at a golf course now you know how you know how it goes <laughs> hey i'm just going with the flow dylan you know that's me. it yeah wherever it takes me going with the flow man awesome sweet well uh that'll wrap up this week's episode of scrambling with dylan auto featuring ryan bishrat ryan thank you so much for coming on again man had a great time talking with you dylan it was my pleasure man always awesome. a pleasure with you awesome sweet have a good one everybody take it easy hey everyone thanks again for listening to this week's episode of scrambling with dylan auto just want to let you guys know i create an instagram for the podcast called scrambling podcast you can head over there follow for updates on the episodes as well as material that i'll be talking about in the episodes like videos or photos so you can check them out there and get a little more insight on the episodes Thanks again for listening and have a good one.